Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Hello, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in again. I'm still surprised that weekly I have people listen, so this is a lovely surprise. Um, You're back again, and today I am so, so, so excited because I have an absolute idol, someone that I have looked up to for years, a creative genius, and um, that is in the form of Susie Respinger, and she has been, yeah, a bit of a mentor a lot of a mentor she's been really helpful you you. have probably (laughs) driven past one of her amazing murals at some stage throughout Perth so she has done a beautiful one in the city Mr Murray um, a greyhound on the side of a um, coffee shop and she's also done the Frida Kahlo opposite well I don't know the name of the shop Uh, it's called Plata Bonita so it's like it's on Sterling Highway. Really, um, the art is the selling point. The shop behind it doesn't really feature <laughs> in my cognition when I drive past. I'm like, yay, Susie's work. So. Yeah. It's like right next to the the flower dingo. Yes. Which, that was exciting to kind of compete with. Yes. I was like, this is such a landmark. Yeah. I wonder if I could make this my a new landmark so good yeah I'm pretty excited because a lot of people have said that it's really I didn't tell you this actually but I did an art class I taught for Cabernet and Canvas and one of the ladies she works for Westpac she was saying do you know the lion I was like I don't know what you're talking about anyway you did her lion on the back of her garden oh the shed yes and she was like Susie say hi so yes Perth is a wonderfully small place and there is also loads of creativity in Perth so this is going to be a fascinating conversation because we just hit it off and um, I should probably start by saying we met because you were tagging in Mm. as I was tagging out at a cafe so I was putting my work up wild fig yes wild fig and scarves this is what probably two three years ago maybe yeah yeah or maybe more I think it was quite a while ago I, I think it was Five years oh, really? That's been a while. Well, that makes me concerned that I haven't done much since then. I don't know. I'm like, I'm all... (laughs) It was certainly at a time... terrible time. It just all blows into one. (laughs) It was was a time when I was doing the art on the side just to keep my sanity and to be able to be creative. You were doing a lot of jobs. I I just remember you running all over the place. Yeah, it was hectic. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, I also was in that spot for a while. And we then coincidentally started working for Cabernet and Canvas teaching yeah, art. Yeah, crazy. And I don't think I... felt I... like it was meant to be. Yes. I was like, can't believe you're here as I well. Know. Like, what are the odds? Yep. So I was like, this is, we're supposed to hang out. Like, we need to hang yeah. out. <laughs> and then yeah. you don't do the Cabernet anymore. No, no. no. I, I love them. They're great. And um, I think it was, it was a lot of fun, but, um, yeah, I just... Got a bit too overwhelmed. That was I was a bit like you. I was doing a million different jobs, and I felt like that was a separate job. I had to break it down and realize I was actually doing like really four or five separate jobs. Yes, yeah, in my life, all kind yeah. of creative. But I was like, I I really need to just cull some because I I actually ended up having a little bit of a 
burnout. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just to put it in context, Cabernet mm. Canvas is like the sip and paint concept where mm. you teach people um, how to paint yeah. in a fun class environment. Usually that was after hours, after your regular nine to five hours. Yeah. So I think both of us mm. were doing a full day's work. Yeah. I started because I was personal training at yes. 6 a.m. Then I'd work at a school as an yeah. art technician. Then I would go and work cabinet cabinet, mm-hmm. finish at 10 and then start all over. Like 15 hour days. Yeah. And it's too much. It's way too, too much. much. To the yeah. point where the noise yeah. that they were playing as a background music. And we'll yeah. get onto ADHD because this is all like, <laughs> see, this is, there's a little theme running through this session. But yeah, um, yeah it so all just got a bit much. Crazy. Yeah, I yeah. had to actually make a new playlist for them because I couldn't handle their music anymore. I can hear the same five <laughs> songs going on. I know, I was like, no, no, I need something. If I'm going to do this, I need to play my own music, like oh, something that chills me out well it's fun still but like yeah I just never thought I could chill that. out <laughs> and because I love making it's kind of another creative avenue like I love making um playlists as well yeah. so love yeah. music so predominantly now mm. you are a wicked mural artist like Thank just you. smashing it in the art <laughs> space can you give a little kind of rundown from beginning, little mini Susie yeah. in her childhood? Oh, yeah, yeah. To, way back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, way back, but we don't need to. It's just quite interesting. I love, yes. I'm fascinated yeah. by people's story. Yeah. And those of you that listen or have listened to previous ep- episodes, usually I do a first five and it's quite structured. But with mm-hmm. you today, I think I just, I just wanted to dive straight in because mm-hmm. you're so interesting and oh, you've got so you. many things that might be helpful to people to hear about especially fellow creatives that I just want you to do most of the talking and share your journey and your (laughs) story and your struggles and everything in between so Susie as a kid where did she start out how was life okay um my childhood was a bit all over the place we moved a lot um my yeah I I actually I was actually born in England as well Hmm. yeah I was born in London I was born on a world trip um with my parents obviously uh traveling oh, wow. around uh doing uh, my dad worked for lloyd's bank yeah so we traveled around i think i only got back to australia when i was like two do you have a british passport i do how lucky is that yeah oh, that's pretty all <laughs> yeah. right isn't it? it's funny like the only person in my family who was actually born in australia is my brother yeah wow which is like weird because you just think of us all of we yeah, all have Aussie accents and stuff. For some reason, I thought you were Irish. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> That's funny. No. Anyway, carry uh, on. Yeah. Yep. No, I have like Swiss, um, Swiss background and like a little Italian and stuff, mm. um, and English, uh, obviously. But um, yeah. So that was. Yeah, we were very, very early. And then we got back, lived, we grew up, I grew up in Sydney and my parents um, were like, they divorced later on. And, but yeah, like creativity, like drawing, painting kind of um, was really calming for me. I was actually, um, yeah, I was quite shy and that was kind of my little escape from the world and like stresses that I yeah. kind of had at school and at home. Um, so yeah, I just loved it. And uh, then going into oh, I moved across to Perth when I was about fourteen. 
By yourself? So, uh, no, your with my, my mum married a Perth guy. Right. So we came across, uh, which was terrible for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. I hated it here at first, but now obviously I love it. Like I think yeah. it was the best thing for me to be Do you think here. that was just the change? That Obviously that's a critical time in a, a, a girl's life. Yeah. Being 14 I, and then... 14. You, oh my lots of friends, lots of routine. Yeah. Because I, I just started... I was actually really, primary school wasn't a good experience for me and I think partly because I was ADHD and that's the same, you know, with high school still. But, like, I don't know, I just found my people, um, I think I found more creative people at my school because it was actually a school known for its art. Uh, It was Mossman High. Um, And then I, yeah, I got ripped out of there. I'd had two years there, made all these new friends who I loved and I was loving the art program and everything. And then, yeah, just like ripped away, um, taken to Perth. And then, uh, yeah, that was my constant, I guess. Like I always had my art it didn't matter where I was and what was going on um yeah and I I think we just find each other as well like creative people so I kind of just found your tribe and got got through the challenges with your yeah Yeah, it was hard at first I just didn't want a bar of anything to do with Perth or anyone in the school but then I just I was like "Mm some of these people are all right yeah yeah Yeah. and also I think if you choose not to opt in then you Mm -hmm. eventually get a bit over being alone and on your own so it's easier to to dive in yeah can I just ask about and we might just talk about this now as it's Mm -hmm. come up the ADHD was that diagnosed back in your teens or is that a recent thing and how's that yeah shown up in your life when you look back I'm sure there's times you're like, oh my God, of course. But at the time, were there things that you're like, why why do I feel this? Or what's going on here? And you couldn't put a finger on it. Well, yeah. Yeah, now I look back, I think, no wonder I felt so uh, alone and different. I just felt like I didn't fit in Mm. with anyone. Like I have friends and everything, but I just didn't feel like, I was like them, which I think is normal. Is in, in a your lot of thinking, ways. or is in your doing, or is in your awareness of the world? Mm, everything. Or... I just didn't feel. I felt like an alien. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't understand this world. I don't know. I just didn't feel. I didn't understand why people were the way that they were. Yeah, and thought the way that they were, and how they could just handle certain things that I couldn't. I couldn't handle like school, certain school things. Like I just couldn't read a page without being distracted. Mm. Like I'd have to read a page three times over if, you know, we were given a book um, that, and then, yeah, I think I was reading it. I was like looking at the words and yeah. going through the words and saying the words in my head, but I was actually somewhere else. I was just constantly my brain was going in a million different directions yep. and I didn't understand. I I kind of thought that I was maybe I was stupid or something. Yeah. But I I know I kind of knew I was like I know I'm not. I know I'm I'm smart, but like 
how come I'm not handling yeah, this retaining out? Yeah. Well, it did because I know for some, and mostly boys, it shows up as this sort of like physical yeah. inability to sit still. Which so that doesn't mean at all. Yeah. So yeah. I know it presents differently in girls yeah. and in women, Very which is why it's often quite challenging to diagnose. Yeah. Because what you're describing to me sounds like only because I can speak from personal experience, mm-hmm. dyslexia. So I'm dyslexic right. and yeah. I will read a page and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I, I need to read that again. Read yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or it yes. just makes me so tired. I'm like, damn it, I'm really yeah. enjoying that and yeah. now I need to fall asleep. Yeah. How annoying. Yeah. But maybe... Um, it's possible. Yeah, I think I, this is a big question. And yes. coincidentally, today I was even asking... Instagram I find it so helpful to just put it out there on my stories I've gotten so many beautiful comments and tips back but I just put it out there does anyone know anything about how to get diagnosed Mm. because that's my next question you just said yeah didn't get diagnosed in your team I didn't I actually you know what's crazy like (laughs) yeah I've had a few a couple of diagnoses in my life like um I had endometriosis um and yeah (laughs) worst also another thing that doesn't get um diagnosed for like 10 years after a woman says something's wrong i've got period pain and i'm bleeding out oh sorry that's just being a woman yeah no it's not no no no. it's not and that's why conversation is so important Mm. and that's why i really i have i'll i'm an open book i'll say anything about what i'm feeling and my experiences because maybe it will help someone else like that's why you're a perfect podcast guest. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> I'm gonna grill you. <laughs> yeah, I honestly ask me whatever you want. Mm. Um, yeah, so like with the endo, I just was talking to lots of friends about. I'm like, oh, you know, when you get your period, and it's like this, and they're like, no, 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 that's not normal. Yeah, that's extreme. So, yeah. yeah, and so I basically got diagnosed with that by my friends. I had to hound the doctors to yeah. say this is what's happening and I think it's endo. And then they went, oh, okay, well, yeah, maybe we'll look into it, even though I'd given them all the symptoms. So for... freaking frustrating because yes. that was my same experience. <laughs> yes. I, and, I, and when I look, yeah. you look back and go, oh, my gosh, if I were to hear someone say those symptoms to me, and I'm you're not medically, even a doctor, medically trained, yeah, yeah, you would. I would be like, oh, those are absolutely the symptoms yeah. of endo. And the same with, um, ADHD, I basically got diagnosed by a lot of my friends. So mm-hmm. I have like one friend who she works in mental health at Greylands actually. Okay. I think you should speak to her as well because she it's very, she works in the like uh, creative part, like giving them art um, projects and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. 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 So that's really interesting. Um, yeah. Anyway, so she was talking because she's ADHD and she was like oh yeah you got a few things there takes one to know one yeah yeah yeah. and apparently we do gravitate towards each other I guess because we're on the same way well yeah because we can relate and we can like as soon as I heard you go I felt so alone and like an alien yeah I have spent my whole life and I'm not I'm not diagnosing myself but more and more that I have these conversations and I've been reading up on it of late I'm like Oh yeah, that actually describes me. Yeah. I, I I know what it's We're like to feel more at home though. on my own, <laughs> yes. sat in a field next to yeah. a cow, yeah. than in a room full of kids all Absolutely. like playing and messing around. I'm like, oh, I don't, yes. I don't get this behaviour. That was me. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. Where, yeah, that would sound like you're ADHD. So, yeah, so she told me that. And then I had just a bunch of my friends with um, being diagnosed over the years with it. And I was mm. like, oh, yeah, we're all very similar people, actually. And then they started looking at me and going, well, actually, from what we've been told by our, um, you know, therapists and whatever, your symptoms are very much ADHD as well. And it was kind of, I was like, oh, I don't know because I'm not bouncing off the walls. But that's not what it is. It's your brain is bouncing off the walls mm. when you're a woman because a lot of it is social conditioning, I think. Like mm-hmm. we've, we've since that we've been really young, people have told us that, um, you know, like women, girls are supposed to be like sweet and quiet mm. and like, you know, just... I don't know. Seen and not heard is the phrase yeah. that my parents would often say. Absolutely. And at school, yes. it's like girls, especially yeah. girls, not boys necessarily, and, uh, like you're here age. to be seen and not heard. It's very yes. Victorian, but that's the yeah. kind of school I went to. I think more um, kids are being listened to more these days, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, but, yeah, especially it's just hard with um, girls. And, and now um, it actually makes more sense why I suffered with depression and anxiety and I think man if I had been diagnosed earlier would I were you diagnosed so that was when I think I actually had depression since primary school like and anxiety probably but like I was like thinking suicidal thoughts in when I was like seven oh my gosh yeah Yeah. And then the ADHD diagnosis, when was that? That was only, like, that was, I only actually really got diagnosed, um, like, this year, like, a few months ago or something. Yeah, which was kind of a relief. I was like, oh, my gosh. Was the process fairly easy or hard? Because um, I've heard it's a nightmare. Like, there's wait lists, and then you have to pay loads, and then you get, like, bumped around between different therapists. Which is so wrong. It shouldn't be that expensive. And how ironic. That yeah. someone that struggles with filling out forms, yes. organizing, yes. staying oh, focused on one task, yeah. and then you've got to like get yourself oh here and get God. yourself there and prioritize yeah. this point. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> they gave me a, a form to fill out that was just like oh, it was so long, and and he goes, "Don't worry, it's just like yes or no answers, and like you know one to ten or whatever." And I just started like sweating, just oh my gosh, you expect me It was thick, and um, I took it home, and it took me hours because like every question, I'm think I'm triple thinking it like, well, do I feel like that, or oh, I don't know, like what do they mean by that? That could be taken a few different yeah. ways, and like yeah. I'm like, is my brain like I don't know? It was just really hard. Um, that that was probably the hardest part of it, to be honest. Yeah. I I just went to my doctor to start with, like once all my friends had kind of come out and said, "This is what we think," and and I started looking into it on the internet and going, "Oh, hang on, yeah, this is very much feeling like how I feel." Um, so I just thought, well, I might as well just uh, check. And there's a lot of stigma around it, um, yeah. especially I think because like the medications 
are like Dixies and stuff, which people abuse. Well, that was my next question. Yeah. Have you been put on? I know it's only early ish days, yeah. but yeah. have you been put on meds? And is that yes. helpful? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I think you have to work out which meds work for you. Some of my friends have not. Uh, agreed with the Dexys so well. Um, What's the Dex? So I'm so, like oh, Dexamphetamine. Sorry, I am yeah. such a. Um, we'll probably describe it as boring. I've never <laughs> done drugs and I've never drank. So I know that Dexy is something that can be abused for something, but I'm not yeah. sure. Does so it give you a high or something, or a low, or a mellow? It's kind of, I guess it's kind of like speed or whatever. So it kind of, but it's not. It's like. It just gets you, wakes you up, I guess. But and if you're ADHD, why would you need that? Yeah, that it does do the opposite. For, so what it actually does is releases um, your natural dopamine in your right. body. And for some reason, and I was talking to a therapist about it, and she said, um, not my personal therapist, but a therapist, and she said that it, um, the dopamine actually helps to kind of calm our mind yeah and it stops your body from going i'm low on yeah. dopamine so therefore i will produce yeah. a bit like thyroxine because i've got an oh, underactive okay. thyroid oh, okay and yeah. if you have overactive or hashimoto's you take thyroxine oh. as a way i think that's i don't yeah. know yeah i'm not a doctor clearly I but don't. like <laughs> i mean yeah. but that's good that it's working um, research yeah. i'm not 100 percent sure i'm not because what but... i'm really curious about and we're gonna massively change the topic now mm. but tie it in is mm. how the bloody hell have you become so successful in your art career <laughs> establish yourself obviously you've got um structure and you've got bookings mm. and you're booked out for like a year to come and you're super busy and thank you you've given me work that you've not been able to do uh, a couple of times <laughs> have you done that because I don't want to fall on you know, having ADHD or, or something that's a challenge as an excuse, mm. clearly you're a living example that you can be unknowingly living with something that's yeah. going to be detrimental and yet yeah. here you are nailing it. So um, the journey of your career, mm. what does that look like? So, yeah. And I've got one other fundamental question. Yes. Do you struggle with changing your mind or wishing you want to do something else or you get halfway down into doing like teaching and they're like, nah, stuff it, I want to do murals, nah, stuff it, I want to do this, I want to do it. Cause oh yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's actually one of the things that I would say is part of my success is that I'm very adaptable because mm -hmm. our brains do flip from one thing to another. I love that you just totally categorise me. You're like, in the ADHD right, box. Yeah, sorry. We'll just, make, we'll just make assumptions we're the same person. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, You're nearly flawed like me. I so. feelings <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> love you. But yeah, we're, we're great people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a bad... And actually, it's not a bad thing being ADHD. It's not all bad. No. It is I just find it hilarious that you just... Uh, you're like, like you, you would put money on it I would totally yeah. put okay money so on let's it. assume we're both talking okay. from an ADHD perspective yeah, yeah. but so, yeah in terms of your <laughs> success because you can do so many different yeah. things and presumably have a passion and a necessity to also mix it up change it up yeah add variety well absolutely so yeah I mean that was something I discovered um early like when I when I first came out of school, I just, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I didn't really feel like school was such a challenge for me and mm. I didn't want to go to uni because I was like, I probably didn't, I didn't actually check what my, um, 
my score, my we call Results. it T yeah. scores back. I can't remember. So funny now. because I didn't go to my graduation. Yeah, I just didn't care. I was like, I, yeah. I don't need it. Um, I felt I embarrassed. Don't want to go to uni, so I went to uni and I did a degree. Yeah. yeah. And I felt so embarrassed, and this goes what? to speak to something else. Yeah. That I did an art degree. I was so ashamed yeah. that it wasn't a proper degree. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, I mean, that speaks to, because <laughs> yeah. the school but I went to expected yeah. you to be a doctor Absolutely. or a lawyer or yeah. go to Cambridge or Oxford. So yes. that I was, was like my school yeah. too. They were just like not having it with, like, that's not a real job. Yeah. And a lot of people in my world, like, love my mom and everything, but she was like, you got, and I actually, I thank her for it. She said, you have to have backup. Like, that's not... You can't just throw yourself into being classic mum line. My mum said this at sweetheart. You must have a backup. Yeah, in case of what? Yeah, (laughs) they just want us to be safe and like financially secure. And I, I get that. It's coming from a place of love, Um, but yeah, I think there was. It was the only thing in school that I was really good at. I was like any creative thing. I like even woodwork, metalwork, cooking as well. All of that, and of course art, um, not the art history though, because that yeah. was very much like, there was so many, I think I did more essays in uh, TE art than in English, like TE yeah, English, wow. which was insane to me. I was yeah. like, this is why I love art. Like I just want to do the art I, and yeah. I don't even really care about the history of all these artists you want to show me. Like I understand now that it, you know, you learn from from other artists and stuff. Yeah. But I just wanted to do it. Mm. And that that actually is very ADHD, that you just do it. You don't, like... I, you, hearing you say that, it absolutely freaking irked me that I had mm. to create a plan or yes. a proposal or yes. what are you going to create at the end piece. of this? What's yes. your final piece going to look like? I don't know because I haven't started the creative process yeah. yet. I don't want to have to have yeah. an end goal yeah. because that stunts the creativity. You end up. I, I want to just go, yeah. I'm going to work with these materials and I'm going to yeah. have this general broad theme yeah. and I don't know what it's going to look like. And that's the yeah. beauty of it. Whereas at school I struggled so much yeah. because they're like, okay, you need to tell us before you even started yeah. the creative process, how you're going to get there. So essentially how are you going to get to an end point without being creative? Yeah. In a creative endeavour. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. I feel like that makes sense maybe to not creative people because they have to make a plan to come up with something creative. But for us, it just, because our brains are, well, us. I keep saying us. No, I love it. It's fine. It's fine. ADHD people, our brains are. Or even artists. Like, I'm sure there's creatives that. Creatives. The joy is not knowing. It's your head. Yes. You're walking down the street, you see something, and like a, dog like a funny greyhound yeah <laughs> and then you go oh how funny Mr. would it be Murray. if I put a hat on him and yeah. painted him in a Murray Street <laughs> I struggle Murray. with that with commissions uh, for murals when they yeah. want to have a final design yeah and there's a project actually that you've gifted to me because you don't have time oh, which yeah, I'm super yeah. grateful for yeah. But I've struggled so much because they want to see the end result. And I'm like, I don't know because I'm not yeah. at the wall and I'm not in the middle of the process. Yes. The end result needs to be able to be mm. on theme, but tweak and change. Yeah. And I'm doing a mock-up that, 
I cannot get to the best end result unless I'm going through the whole start to finish exactly. process of being at the wall doing the mural. And yeah. I think telling potential clients that is what I'm finding is limiting my success at winning jobs because right. I'm almost asking people who don't know that that so needs to happen trust. to trust. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's yeah. actually part of the process. Yeah. Like I, I can't produce for you now what I could produce at the end of the yeah. process without doing the process. You just got to see my past work mm. and go, yeah, I'm yeah. happy. But a lot of people can't do that. So. I know. I think the, yeah, I mean, that is hard because sometimes the mock-up, like if I were to, that's why I, I love Photoshop because I just cut and paste. I get an idea and I just try, and I'm. it's taken me a long time to get my head around it, how to use it because I was, absolutely had yeah. no idea what I was doing with it it's a lot of YouTube videos <laughs> um yeah I feel like that with Procreate oh I'm not God. even on to Photoshop oh, yeah, yet I was but... gonna go with actually I got told that Procreate is better than Photoshop and I that find I it a bit easier over. and I always have a disclaimer at the bottom please use a little bit of leeway in realizing that the end result yeah. will be better 100% yeah. I promise I yeah. guarantee just trust me please different. like it will just be yeah. different like it's not gonna be... I say that always as well whenever I give over a mock-up I just say this is just to give you a an idea yeah. of where I'm headed um you know and also especially the first because I, I go back and forth a lot so I'll um send them a mock-up and say this is something I've thought of I thought it would be kind of cool tell me um if I'm headed in the right direction yeah. so I don't want to spend much time on that do you charge all. for that time yes yeah, yeah you do yeah, yeah. we've gone off on a bit of a tangent so mm -hmm. to like let's peel it right yeah, back yeah, yeah. in terms of your career <laughs> yes. so and, and we'll get back to the nitty-gritty but yeah. in terms of becoming the mural artist because I would think that's mm -hmm. your predominant career now isn't yeah. it mural artist yeah how have you gotten to just hoping that someone will message you and be like, can you <laughs> yeah. do me something to yeah. now you've got over a year's worth of bookings? Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, um, when I first took the dive into it, so I was very lucky because um, I'm married to a very supportive man who just said, look, because um, I've been looking at other actually um, mural artist friends of mine and, and just artist friends of ours that were um, – like doing it full time and they'd had a lot of support um are we talking financial support or in terms of yeah, just like financial support when they yeah. were younger yep. and just general support I think like saying yeah, it's okay to do this um but like I had to just go like yeah their parents they were still living with their parents and stuff and yep. um all of that when they were starting out um and I looked at them like I, I'm so happy for you and that's amazing that you've done it. Like I would just wish I could do that, but I just didn't have that opportunity. Like I kind of had to, like it was just a really uncomfortable situation when I was, um, when I finished high school, I had a shit stepdad who just mm. was, I had to get out of that house. Mm -hmm. um, so I just left at um, I don't know, 17 or 18 or something and um and just I had to go and become a secretary. Just I needed some kind of money. So that was – it's hard, like, as you know, to do just your regular regular job. You're tired at the end of the day. You've been working 
you know, five days a week, nine to five. But I made the time to paint um, still when I could. I still enjoyed it. So mm. I just – I was always painting um, for my friends' birthdays actually a lot of the time because mm. I was – like not poor poor but I wasn't making a lot of money I was yeah. like entry level you know wage so um I was like oh well they all seem to it has more meaning as well yeah people and love a painted it. gift I and I love it because it saves me exactly. so much money <laughs> yeah yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> uh so I just did that I was always painting these things and um and just painting stuff and taking it there there was a cafe in Cottesloe I used to take my work to and just hang it up and um they sell there because um, they didn't charge me any commission which is hard to come across um but yeah it was just a kind of this sideline thing and um yeah life kind of got in the way I still I worked as a secretary for a while and realized I can't mentally handle this I think that was um around I had a lot of bad relationships as well like mm. um which that uh, on top of me not being in the best work environment, just like monotonous, like routine. Mm-hmm. I don't deal with like nine to five, mm-hmm. five days a week. That's it, just um, my brain doesn't work like that. Yeah. I get, I used to just freak out and, and being in an office, I need to be outside, mm-hmm. I need to go outside and see what's going on. So I used to just like run off to the park at lunchtime and just breathe you know um and realized this is not working and I need to change it um and because I'd gone through this really rough relationship where he was just a jerk and um that was that probably pushed me over the edge and that's where I remember going into the office and just it was hard for me to keep it together I kept just wanting to burst into tears um and that's not normal <laughs> like to not be able to control I had to keep running off to the bathroom to just like yeah slash some water on my face to try to get myself together um and I thought I probably should actually seek talk to someone about this which um I did and even that had a lot of stigma like my mum wasn't really happy with me like kind of exploring that and um finding out that I was um depressed and that I needed to go on antidepressants she was not into the idea of going on drugs uh which I understand um but yeah I just obviously I really um I actually really needed it because I was just in such a dark place it was Mm. just a chemical imbalance which I think was part of, yeah, I wonder if that would have happened had I been diagnosed with ADHD before because it was just, I was just overwhelmed. Like there was too much. I think I'd been stalked for a little while as well, like around that time. There was just like a lot going on and I couldn't, and I I knew a lot of people and every time I walked out of the house, someone would come up to me and talk to me and I just, I needed to be alone. Like I was just, I, I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's another part of, I was like, I'm an alien. I can't handle just like people going out talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. It was too much. And um, yeah, so that was hard. That was a really, really hard time in my life. Um, But I made the change. I decided to go and study um, 
fashion and textiles because I had a couple of friends doing that. Um, so I went and did that uh, in art and design at TAFE. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, but I only did one year of the fashion um, and textiles because, again, it was the same system where they're like, write out your process and everything yeah. before you've even um done it like before you made it and my brain doesn't work like that and well to me it's as simple as tell me what the end looks like Mm. before you've started a walk so show me Mm. the waterfall at the end of your hike yeah but you have to show me from standing on the start line yeah like that to Mm. me is how ludicrous the prescribed creative process is In schools, in universities, yeah. in sometimes it's in not jobs how now, works. you can't, you cannot know the end yeah. until you've walked yeah. the path. And I understood. I did see a lot of people when I was um, studying fashion textiles who I think that process really worked for them. They did have a lot of, um, yeah, like their visual diaries were thick, <laughs> and they just seemed to really enjoy that part of it. Yeah, I did not. Um, so I lost it at the end of um our final assessments in the first year because um they'd actually also like we'd been working on this massive project and they'd been kind of taking us down this path like we'd all be saying been saying am I going the right way with this am I going right Mm. yep 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 you're doing the right thing yep continue what you're doing and then when we all showed what we'd created in the end I think they failed 80% of us. Wow. And I was like, well, that's on you. That's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. your fault because we were being Trusting. led by yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, asked. Um, so I, I threw all my stuff everywhere. I had a bit of And I lost it and I walked out and I said, that's it. I'm going to go be a hairdresser. So I don't know why. I, I think... I'd always just done my hair and my friends' I've always hair done my stuff. own hair. Yeah. Don't look at it today. I absolutely need to wash it. But <laughs> I've always cut my own hair. Yeah, what's another creative? Camp America, I was the camp hairdresser. Yeah. And to this day, I think everyone assumed I was a hairdresser. Yeah. I wasn't. I just, every day I liked to you just... Like to do it. Yeah. And it's, well, when you think about it, it's... It's sculpting. It's sculpting. Yeah. And the colouring, it's still, like, when I went to train to do it, it was still colour theory. I did the same colour theory that yeah. I've done in art and design and fashion design. It didn't hit like I'd done so many times by that point. I was like, yeah. oh, I get it. Color theory. <laughs> Lines, let's, shapes as well. Yeah. Let's, I'm only just seeing the time oh, on the podcast. Yeah. Let's get to the. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of the ADHD, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. come on. All right, let's, let's get now. to the crux of how <laughs> yeah. you're so successful. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So where, where was I at? So hairdressing, but so murals, and mm. they're obviously your. I just, I'm just curious because I've, maybe I'm giving myself too little time, but I've mm. been, been a full-time artist now mm. for a year yeah. and I still feel like I'm not comfortable with how little work I've got. I've, I have Best one, I have one job coming in yeah. and then I'm like, Oof, there's maybe five maybe jobs. Yeah, yeah. And so how many years or how long or what, what maybe one or two things that did you do I that mean, started but, to f- help it flow? Yeah, kind of. So, well, I think, um, yeah, when I first took the leap, um, yeah, 
I had an artist friend who told me, okay, well, it's going to take you seven years to make a dollar. Like, it, you won't make any money for at least seven years. And I said, it's well... a very fixed mindset approach. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, seven, Maybe for seven you. Years. That's so specific. <laughs> I've heard that a few times, actually. Um, where, yeah, but I just thought, well, I don't have time for that. Because yeah. this is, like, my test run. Like, I... I kind of had an arrangement with um, my husband that, like, we'd give it a go. If it wasn't working out and I couldn't make any money from it, like, I couldn't make a living from it. After, did you set a time limit? Uh, not a really, but we just thought we'd see how we were going financially mm-hmm. and if it started getting too hard um, that I would... I don't know, go back to I, – I didn't want to go back to hairdressing. I was like, I'm going to have to go to uni or something mm-hmm. then because I, I just can't – I need to do something else. Um, and, yeah, so I put my everything into it. I treated it like a job. I got up yeah. every morning when he got up and just started I remember going. now you saying this yeah. seven years ago when we first mm-hmm. did Cabernet or something. Yeah. Like, and you were yeah. just in the process of mm. – feeling like all your investment had worked out or like was starting to pay off and I think this speaks to because obviously this is very personal speaking from my perspective Mm. and 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 hoping to follow in your footsteps in terms of your success but I am so desperate Mm. to succeed that Mm, I am over here running art therapy I'm over here with private clients I'm over here doing art classes I'm over here doing murals I'm doing commissions I'm doing this podcast because I'm like I just so desperate and it's Mm -hmm. a real leap of faith you say yes to everything and that was kind of my thing I was like I told myself say yes to any opportunity that comes your way you take it and you see how it goes do you think that in the long run sabotaged your success within murals or do you think in the long run that actually helped to establish Mm. a bit of a foundation to springboard off well when I first started out I actually wasn't planning to be just a mural artist Mm. I I was just wanting to I my first I look back now and I'm like oh yeah I didn't I didn't know what I was doing but I I just thought I'll just paint on these canvases and then because I'd always had that success of like I'd paint something, I'd take it down to the art cafe, it would sell, I'd get a bit of money, but it wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. I think I just had them priced really low. Um, But I was like, well, I'll just keep doing that or I'll I'll paint a whole show. So that was my kind of goal when I first started. I was like, okay, I'm just going to get up when Elliot gets up, like my husband, and just paint, paint, paint. Um, And I was um, doing hair at home as well, trying to – get some extra cash and um yeah and so I just and then I try to stop what he did it's hard to stop when you're mm, like when you're in the flow driven and like, oh, yeah I've got to do this um yeah so yeah and then opportunities came like oh no at that point yeah so I went and did my first solo exhibition and it bombed like it was terrible and I it was really hard yeah. on me because um I, I think I was trying to find like the cheapest way to do it because I didn't really have a lot of yeah. money to do it with so I went to this kind of cheaper place and it you don't get as many people there and stuff it was a real yeah it just really it bummed me out anyway <laughs> um, I think I, I sold one piece um and that was 
hard and um, it hurt. It hurt a lot, and I kind of felt like I can relate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt like, do I give up? Is that I'm maybe I'm just not very good. Um, so I should just I don't know. I don't know what to do. But I was just like desperate. Um, yeah, to keep going, and then I started getting. I don't know why, I just decided I wanted to draw something. And that was where I first had learned to, that was what I was really comfortable with more than painting. I don't know why I first went, did my first solo exhibition as like a painting exhibition. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, oh, I did used to love drawing. I just want to draw this picture. And I did it and I loved it. And then, um, so I just started doing more drawings and then, um, I went, oh, yeah, my husband was talking, he was kept talking about all my stuff to people at work. He's like, oh, she's doing really beautiful stuff. And like, she's, yeah. and he showed them cause I'd drawn a dog or something. And they were like, oh, can she draw my dog? Yeah. And so I, I guess so. I, yeah. I was really at the beginning kind of anti doing commissions because one of my friends, um, a really good mural artist, he was so – when I first started out um, full-time, he was like, I hate doing commissions. It's yeah. the worst. They just, like, That is such a work. privileged luxury place to speak from because mm, yeah. without commissions, yes. I wouldn't yeah. pay my mortgage. Exactly. I would love to get to a point yeah. where I can create whatever I want yeah. and not have to tweak my designs or do something I'm not happy with yeah. or – constantly be criticized for what you've created or That's be told they're not going to pay because they don't like it and yet yeah. they're the ones that haven't been able to articulate what they want and it's like so draining doing commissions yeah. but yeah it's hard you know but it, it does, you can't turn them away yeah. when you're starting out either and I yeah I totally get that because I I went through the same thing where it was just, I was like, I don't even want to draw this, but that's what they want. I yeah. guess I'm going to draw this dumb thing and then put my name on it and feel, I don't know, I just didn't, I was like, is this even my work? It's not even my work. Like, it was hard um, at first, but then, I don't know, the more commissions that I got, I started to realise that, they were actually pushing me in different directions than I um, than I would have gone creatively. Yeah. And I was learning little things along the way. And I think that's a lot of the reason, like, people say, you know, all my artwork is so varied, mm. um, which it, it is um, in subject and stuff and, and style. Like, I do change up my style for certain things, like, for, you know, whatever the client wants um but I feel like it has uh the same oh, I mean it's me you know like mm. I put my spin on whatever I do whatever it is um and yeah it's just taking me in different directions but yeah so I the first I posted that I'd I'd drawn this dog someone and um yeah it's just started rolling in people go oh you can draw a dog I have a dog can you draw my dog? And mm. then someone asked if I could um, draw their kids. And so I just did that. And I just kept posting things and then and talking about stuff. So I was still doing hair as well, like, you know, um, and um, 
and then I started doing Cabernet and Canvas. I was taking on all these things. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to You've people You've got an lot. audience there. Yeah. At literally your fingertips. Yeah. And I think that's where I had success when I was a PT and yeah. a massage therapist. Yeah. And I that gave Chat me the confidence people. because I was yeah. actually almost too busy. I was like, yeah. oh, I've taken you another commission. <laughs> but in terms of how much artwork yeah. I was oh, yeah. being yeah. asked to do, I was like... Actually, just imagine if I quit the day jobs, Mm. plural, then I can do these commissions. Mm. I haven't realised that till now. I'm not seeing anyone. Yeah. I'm not converting because I'm I'm not in front. So maybe I do need to start because I gave Mm. myself a rule, Mm. almost like an extra challenge just to make Mm. my life more challenging Mm. because I'm stupid. (laughs) I would not take any money from any source other than a creative Oh. Request. because I saw that as a failure or a cheating or a also I was worried that if I took oh. if I took on a PT or massage client yeah which is so easy I've been in that industry for mm. 10 years right. then I would slowly start to go oh, back go into back that and then before it. you know it, it's 50 yeah. 50 and then I'm like oh it's just easier this way and then yeah. I really wanted to honor the creative year right. so I took a year to at this point, we were a year from when I started full-time yeah. being an art yeah. artist. But I haven't had that realisation that true. it's because yeah. I'm not, yeah. potentially, I'm not having Maybe those organic conversations. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't see, oh, I suppose I meet people when I'm painting murals, when I'm outside. Yes. Um, so I'm, I hand cards out to them. Yeah. Um, and, and at this word point, of do you feel that the majority of your next jobs comes from because mm. like the lady who has the line on her shed mm. she specifically sought you out because of your Frida color. yeah I think well I think she found me on Book and Artist she, to- she told me um, that she wanted the artist that did the Frida color. well she might not have told I you had that the Frida color oh, okay. on there on Anywho. my page there yeah because I'm, I'm sh- so let's just sure. because I'm conscious of um the episode time yeah. so jumping from you've done um commissions of animals pets and, and people yeah and then the murals you probably just did one or two and then so, yeah that was what I was about to say so um I yeah I was still talking to people about what I wanted to do so mm-hmm. I was um yeah, I had a client who, um, actually, yeah, and one of my friends, I just had, was speaking to people around me saying, yeah, I mean, I did this painting on a canvas, but I think it would look awesome as a mural. Like, I would love to do that. Like, I think that would be really fun. And, um, yeah, I just kept mentioning it to people, and eventually someone said, oh, hey, do you want to paint... Um, my at my work I know that you have the skills for painting and stuff um and you want to do some on a wall so why not just come to she was like a building manager at 140 and she goes oh we want to paint the corridors downstairs um and I was so excited to do it and but I had no idea how to price it I had no idea how long things would take um I how much paint I would need it was terrifying I that's the thing there's no real guidebook with being an artist it's a lot of just figuring it out by yourself 
and it's really scary. So, um, but this I felt like, oh, I'm just in like this basement. Like it was like this yeah. basement area. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll just I suppose I'll just throw myself into it. Don't be, I was terrified for like the week before. Mm. Oh my gosh, I don't think I slept the night before. Did you I reveal to them that it would be your first mural? Yeah, because that takes the pressure off when they're not expecting. And I I kept my price really low because, and I told one of my mural artist friends, and he was like, "You got to put your prices like way up. That is way too cheap." Mm. I was like, "Well, I don't have the reputation, and also, yeah, I don't want that pressure. I don't want people to feel like, well, we've paid all this money, so it better be good, Mm. you know, like." I just wanted to ease my way into it and then because I think I was charging I had no concept of how what people were earning in those days because I was working as a hairdresser which is not like a huge amount Mm. of money and so well as well the I mean the way I try and explain it to clients or Mm. prospective customers is that you're investing in something that could potentially be on your wall for decades yeah 50 years yeah and yet they see it as I will pay you for the amount of time it takes you yeah and that drives me nuts because I'm a good artist and I'm quick and it might take me three days but it will be there for three decades did you ever hear that um that saying um Picasso that oh yeah I loved it yeah yeah the guy with it oh he's like oh that that sketch on that napkin's amazing I'll pay you twenty dollars and he's like no seven thousand or whatever yeah and he's like it took you two minutes or something and he's like it took me a lifetime took me a whole lifetime I love that I quote that quite often absolutely that's what I I keep trying to remind myself and the fact that we actually have a really unique skill. Not yeah. um, everyone can, and you kind of learn that from when you're doing like a cabinet and canvas. And yeah, stuff. I know. You're like, oh, people really have do the concept yeah, totally. of like where to even start. Like, I think brown is made from mixing <laughs> yeah. yellow and white. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah, it's a real eye opener, and you go, oh, this is not something that just is second nature to people. Yeah. We have this gift, and so. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you have a commodity that's like a rare commodity, I guess, it's it's worth more. Yeah. So that's us. We are the rare commodity. Yeah. Um, we know we do a good job. Um, we work really hard. We've been working at it for ever. So you've been now, how long have you been in the, in the game, if they say? Uh, so full-time, I... I think I started full time in 2015. Mm. Yeah, or the very end of 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's been a long time. Um, and that was, yeah, so just a growth thing. My first mural, actually, my first mural was 2015 because I just never shut up about it. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I was just talking to everyone about, yeah, I really like to do this. Um, until people said, and one of my friends said, oh, you can paint something Would you in say my house. there's one thing that you contribute your success to in converting into jobs? So is it the way you present yourself on your website? Is it the way you just talk? Is it the previous murals that you've done is such a beautiful portfolio that you can say, look at this, and then they're like, <laughs> Sold. <laughs> yeah. What's the and I'm sure that's changed over the course of your career, but in the early days, what yeah. did you find so the early days was it sounds like talking. 
Mm. And just constantly reminding that's people that that's doing. what you want to do and that's your yes. passion. In the yeah. mid kind of phase, was it? I think I I have to put a lot down to. Um, I actually am really glad I did do hairdressing because that was a real um, eye opener about how to um, relay like a visual thing to someone and get on the same page about something that is visual that you can't show immediately. Um, Yeah, trying to and compromise and stuff like what can and can't be done. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wanted the Rachel cut and you give yeah. me the bowl. Yeah, like, no, 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 I swear you wanted the bowl. What <laughs> do you, you have bowl? a shaved head. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's not really possible. possible. But yeah. what if I pay you an extra 10 grand or like, yeah. yeah. Well, like, no, that doesn't happen. So, yeah, I think um, a lot of that, it comes from that. Yeah. Um, and now, oh, and actually I had a, I have a really – great uh, one of my clients and friends um she really helped kind of mentor me she's not an artist but she was like well you need to decide what is important to you like when you're and like what is going to serve you like now you have all these things like I was you know doing the teaching and the um yeah still doing all the portrait work and other commissions and the murals and stuff and that was holding me back and doing too much doing trying to do it all oh my gosh I'm in this exact mindset yeah um realizing that I need something I need to like let go but I don't know how to make that uh, decision yet so you I booked a, a silent it. retreat for Christmas yeah. in Bali and off the back of that I'm going to dedicate the week to deciding how do I want my year from this point forward and yeah. onwards into the rest of my life yeah to look um am I living every single day to accommodate for yeah that the lifestyle mm. I want I'm not I'm going to the skate park I'm going surfing mm. I'm yeah yeah like mm. here there and everywhere partly mm. possibly ADHD <laughs> possibly, but, <laughs> possibly but definitely but also yes. I need to be committed like yeah. hearing you say that you got it when your partner mm. did mm. when Elliot went to work you started work mm. when he got home you tried to stop like I don't do that I'm yeah. I'm like oh the sun's out I'll go for a, a run yeah. I'll get inspiration. Which is healthy, you still want True, but you know, if I'm yeah, true, true to myself, mm, if mm. I don't have a paid art yeah. job, mm. I just yeah. don't paint as much yeah. as I probably should. Well, it's not even just the painting. Like, I, yeah, I have a list um, that now I've had to just kind of put aside because I've got, I'm too busy. Actually, maybe I'll send you my list of stuff send me work yeah please <laughs> it was just like a list. send me your crumbs i'll take them i'm starving <laughs> it was like anytime i talked to someone and they suggested something i'd go oh that's a good idea i write that down i always 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 have my diary mm. with me i i can't live without it because i forget things immediately yes so, yeah. i only ever have a paper diary <laughs> yeah. i'm having computer lessons and he's like why don't you just put it in your notes <laughs> yeah. i'm like no, I just have to see yeah. it on a page. Yes, know? I cross it off. Yeah. And it's so satisfying. I have a pen in my hand off. and a piece of paper right here. So <laughs> yeah. that, that proves to that point, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I just uh, kept, yeah, pushing at it and going through it. And um, eventually, just here you are. Here I am. Absolutely naming yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I just kind of, I oh, actually, it was, it was bad for my, my client who was such a 
great guidance for me saying you need to decide what you want to do she's like never stop doing my hair though and I was like I'm sorry I have to stop doing your hair oh, yes. <laughs> I was like that's not what that I want to do that backfired that yeah, fully like, shot her in the foot <laughs> but she oh, understood no. she was like I know I, I yeah. get it and I was like oh yeah I have to make these and it was really hard to say no to everyone and like even cabinet and camp I mean they were great about it I I just said that's brave that gives me that gives me Mm. courage but also inspires me to have a real look at my own life and hopefully Mm. anyone that's listening Mm. will also go is there a dream that I'm aiming for a goal I've set in the future that Mm. I am myself holding myself back Mm. because I'm not allowing myself to give enough time or commitment or dedication well yeah once I cut all those other things out I was actually really surprised because it was scary I was like okay well those are all things that help fund yeah what I want to do um but no, actually, I um, oh, that's the door banging. Door. <laughs> yeah, um, I gave myself um, more space to think about these things. Like, um, sorry, just got distracted. Yeah, um, yeah. I just got. Um, I think you have to give you have to give yourself a space to and your creative space yeah. to be able to do it. Now I feel like I'm doing better work because I can really focus on on just like that one well, yeah I mean it's still it's multiple jobs and stuff so it can still be quite a lot like different mural jobs obviously but um yeah but you have oh, to I'd take love to have that jump. problem <laughs> more than one mural job on the go but you'll I can't there. wait you'll get there I cannot wait for five years from now or three years from now I'll be like oh yeah. my god remember that episode where you were at the beginning <laughs> live and you're just yeah but you, do, you will you still need to do it now like at least cut a couple of things where you're feeling like you're not giving where you want to go enough attention because um yeah I thought well then I I'll actually not be making as much money and I won't have anything but I actually I'm earning more now and I'm way less stressed yeah way less stressed because I was like yeah, I had like a little um, burnout from mm. everything and that's not – you can't work like that. And then I wasn't enjoying the artwork when I was yeah. doing it. I was just getting through it. I was just like, I, think I have to do it. to summarise, it's trust, mm, trust in, yeah. in the unknown yeah, um, just stay committed yeah. to yeah. one or two goals. Go for it. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> so many nuggets of wisdom and I've really oh, enjoyed. I've rambled quite a bit. No, but we love a ramble. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone has made it to this far in the podcast, over an hour, well done. Yeah. You deserve an award. Please don't be deterred by how long this episode is. Sorry, <laughs> And um, I'll try and make the next one more concise. But that was fascinating. Thank oh, you so much. Yeah. And thank Thanks you for, for inspiring me. me. <laughs>